culture, society, on every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes we can all use a night in, removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. All from the comfort of your couch. Because society is great, but it doesn't have your couch. And it's windy out. And you forgot your jacket. And oh my god, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I... (sighs) So download the Drizzly app, or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. I always keep it funny and I always keep it cute. Or if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality tea, go and give us a follow at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram. Or you can always join our private Facebook group. The link is in the description below. If you're watching this on the YouTube right now, be sure to hit that like button. Smash it if you're feeling good. Um, Hit the subscribe button if you haven't done so yet. And hit that bell notification button. That way you always get the tea spilled fresh in your notifications as soon as it's hot. We don't want no lukewarm tea. We want it hot and fresh. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hope you are sipping on some fizzy housewives-inspired wine for yourself all summer long. It is my, I'm calling it my housewives watching wine because it's the wine that I I drink when I'm watching The Real Housewives. It is my no-filter wine available at nofilterwine.com. Four fun cans inspired by four of the most iconic moments in Real Housewives history. You can get it at nofilterwine.com. It's 13% alcohol by volume, but less than a gram of sugar. So you will get Lady City, but you're not going to get that gnarly wine headache. Um, Head over to nofilterwine.com right now. Must be 21 or older to order and make sure you sip responsibly. Okay, a couple of updates before we get into the tea, and we'll get into all the tea. Uh, I was on The Ringer Dish. There's a... um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with The Ringer, but The Ringer Dish is a very popular pop culture podcast. And I did a couple guest spots on it. We did one on the Rock of Love 15 years later deep dive. I don't know if you remember that golden era of reality television with like Flavor of Love and Rock of Love, but we did a deep dive into that and we revisited the old Rock of Love days and it's actually thoroughly entertaining. So if you want to check that out, you can check that out on The Ringer Dish, available on Spotify. We also did one on the Victoria's Secret documentary, I believe on Hulu. Yeah, it's on Hulu. Angels and Demons, which really talks about the rise and fall of Victoria's Secret, Les Wexner, and his connection to Jeffrey Epstein. Also a juicy kind of episode. So be sure to check those out on The Ringer Dish. Zach Peter is making his way towards The Ringer Dish. Go check it out right now. Also, Book Club is back. We just kicked off Holly Madison's book, Down the Rabbit Hole. 
It is a YouTube exclusive. I don't release book clubs on the podcast. If you want to check it out, you can subscribe on the YouTube at youtube.com slash justplainzack. Go head over there right now because it's really good. If you're watching this right now, be sure to let me know what you're thinking of book club and get yourself a copy of Holly Madison's book, Down the Rabbit Hole. We break it down every Tuesday evening at 5.30 p.m. Pacific, 8.30 Eastern. Um, So yeah. Stay tuned for that. I also just added some new items to the Amazon storefront and our Bravo beauty segment. And all the books are obviously available in the Bravo book club list all in the Amazon storefront, amazon.com slash shop slash Zach Peter, amazon.com slash shop slash Zach Peter, Z-A-C-K-P-E-T-E-R. No H, no S. Okay, let's get into it. Taylor Armstrong dun, 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 is officially joining the Real Housewives of Orange County. This is the first ever housewife swap. It's the first time we've seen a housewife go from one show and not just make a cameo, but actually become a full-time housewife on another franchise. So she's officially traded in her diamond for an orange. I don't know if like you want to be like, I'm holding a diamond and now I'm going to hold an orange. Like I went from a prized possession to a fruit. I mean, but anyway, I think it definitely fits her vibe so much better. She'll be joining Tamara Judge, who's also making her return to OC, alongside Heather Dubrow, Shannon Bedore, Emily Simpson, and Gina Kay. We've heard that there are rumors that one to two new housewives were supposed to be joining this cast. Unclear whether uh, Taylor is one of those two new housewives or if they're still looking to bring in or to at least shop two more. We may, I mean, I think when we have the bigger cast, it's always better because there are more compelling storylines. Like, there's always a lot more going on. Obviously, we fired Dr. Jen and we fired Noella. So we're replacing those two with Taylor and with Tamara. Interesting how this is all going to play out. Hopefully, someone can pick up Vicky off of the ground so that she can make a fun cameo. I'm pretty sure she's like livid with the news that not only is Tamara back full time, but they also gave the orange to Taylor. But listen, she had an opportunity, you guys. Ultimate Girls Trip was the audition. um, And I don't think she rose to the occasion. Listen, when you got to rally, you got to rally. And when you got to do what you got to do, you got to make it happen. You got to work and you got to bring the F.U.N. You got to whoop it up. And she didn't whoop it up. She was sad. She was going to die sad. And we don't want to we don't want to watch someone that's going to die sad. We want them to at least die with a bang. I mean, well, we don't want anybody to die. We don't want Vicky to die. Let's not put that juju into the world because like that's bad karma. But I would like to see her make a cameo since she knows Tamara and she knows um, Taylor very well. And they've all been hanging out together a lot. It would be nice if we did get some Vicky cameos. Like, listen, girl, suck up your pride. Go back part-time capacity, have fun with it. Like at this point, it's better to be a friend of because you don't have to give all of your life. You don't have to open yourself up to all of what it takes to be on a reality show and to share that life. Like live your life, girl. Live your best life. Do a couple of fun shots on OC and you know, give Heather a run for her money. I'm pretty sure Taylor has met or at least knows or knows or at least has met Shannon Bedore I'm actually curious to see how she interacts with Heather Dubrow, though. Because, listen, we brought back Tamara. And we know that there might not be, you know, well, I guess we're going to have to see how their relationships kind of play out. Because Tamara, or not Tamara, Shannon and Heather obviously have their beef. And we know that Tamara has now mended things with Shannon Bedore. 
and she was friendly with Heather Dubrow, so it's possible that she may be a merger with the two of them, or she's going to have to pick a side and pick an alliance, and I kind of hope she picks Shannon's side over Heather's side, because Heather already has Gina and Emily that are kind of her little lap dogs, so I feel like I want to see a little bit of an interesting new dynamic, but I'm pretty sure that's why Taylor's going to come in to be an ally for Tamara, and Tamara's probably going to come in, not with the big ego, but like as the big dog, right? She's the bigger catch rather than Heather Dubrow. Like Heather Dubrow came back, but Heather Dubrow is no Tamara judge. And so I think they're both going to be fighting for that Queen Bee spot. And so there's definitely going to be tension amongst the group. So we'll see. We'll see. But if we brought back Tamara and we have Taylor now joining OC, Dorinda Medley's likely going to be doing New York Legacy. She just moved back to the city. So people are already thinking, oh, I wonder if Legacy is going to start filming again soon. I believe Sonia and Luann have wrapped up their Simple Lifestyle spinoff, which I believe is coming to Peacock. So now that that's done, or at least wrapping up, they'll be able to come back and do Legacy. Um, So we'll see. Phaedra is being considered for Real Housewives of Dubai. So at this point, I'm just like, listen, we need to put some respect on Brandy Glanville's name, bring her back to Beverly Hills. She has earned it. She carried Ultimate Girls Trip too. Like if anybody deserved, you know, an opening title credit, if anybody deserved to get a tagline back, it would be Brandy Glanville. If Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip season two was an audition, then Brandy definitely earned her spot. Okay, period, end of story, dot. I can actually see them bringing uh, Brandy back at this point. We know that she did the cameo back with all the women during the Denise Scissorgate season. She's friends with Kyle. She's friendly with Rinna. She was just her or Rinna was just dancing to her house of a, a life of a housewife rap song. We know she's friendly with Erica. She's had tension with Dorit over the Denise stuff. Um, Garcelle doesn't seem to really like Brandy, so I feel like this could make things kind of interesting amongst the group. She has beef with Sutton, which would be fun to watch. I actually wouldn't mind seeing a Sutton versus Brandy because I think Brandy would give Sutton a run for her money. And I think Sutton's found her voice and I think Sutton would give Brandy a run for her money. So I think Brandy coming back to Beverly Hills would be way more interesting than Taylor joining OC. I like Taylor. Very curious to see how that all comes about. But I will say... About what I will say about Brandy is that she needs to drop the um, the single mom narrative, like the broke single mom. Oh, I need money. BH is about the glam. It's about either the glam or the hustle. You got to have one or the other. And Brandy was always the hustle. She was always like, "I'm gonna write books. I'm gonna launch a wine. I'm gonna do the thing. I'm gonna make my money." And she had that hustler mentality. And hopefully, she can bring that back because I think she might actually. I'm lobbying for them to give Brandy a diamond. Give her her diamond back. She has earned it. This at this point she gave us the whole Denise Scissorgate season and we didn't even put enough respect on her check so I think at this point I'm here for it I I subscribe to that vibe and I will put my money on that one done Okay, let's talk about Ultimate Girls Trip Season 3. So rumors have come out. Obviously, you know, uh, production has wrapped. It's done. We're probably not going to get it for a year because that seems to be the typical fashion with Ultimate Girls Trip. It's like we have to wait an entire year for them to give us these seasons. But... There was a rumor going around that Leah McSweeney had to be escorted off the set because she was throwing elephant dung at the other women. That is false. That is low-budget tea. That is fake news. That is not a real thing. It is not true. Leah herself shot down that rumor. And she was even like, look, I that would be great TV. But it didn't happen. And you know, 
it would happen with Leah because she was throwing those tiki torches. She was getting naked. She put the vibrator in the lobster and you put the lime in the coconut and mix it all up. And, you know, she'll give us full cuckoo magoo. But unfortunately, she did not throw any dung at anybody dung on it. So I guess we can wrap that up. But it's wrapped. I hear there's a lot of tension. There's a lot of drama. Um, I'm sure more spoilers will continue to leak, so we'll just have to stay tuned with that. I actually think I would want to get these seasons busted out a little quicker. Quicker, Like, let's bust down Tatiana. Peacock, let's get on it. Because at this point, I'm tired of waiting so long for these Ultimate Girls Trip seasons. I think if we take time in between releasing them, like taping them and releasing them, I'm cool with that. But like taping them and then waiting, making us wait an entire year. Thank you, next. Nope. Okay, let's move over to v- Vanderpump Rules. Tom Schwartz is talking about his divorce on Sheena Shea's podcast, Shenanigans, which I actually am like, Sheena, you do the damn thing. She's getting all the Vanderpump cast members on there. She's stirring up all the tea. She's getting them to be honest and vulnerable. I was like, girl, that was like me back in 2020. And Sheena is taking that lead. And good. Good for her. She has a great podcast. I love Sheena. Adore her. Um, hopefully the podcast continues to thrive. But this interview with Schwartz was really good. It was a really sweet interview. He was very vulnerable. He cried. He owned his shit and said that he could have been better about receiving and accepting Katie's feelings because he was always very quick to dismiss them before. He says that it, if it weren't for the bar, if it weren't for Schwartz and Sandys, that he thinks that they'd actually still be together right now. But he's actually glad that they're not because it's forcing them to grow and evolve. I kind of paraphrase that last part. Um it sounds like he was do- he is doing a lot of like inner reflection and working on himself and realizing that maybe he wasn't the best partner to Katie and he's really taking into consideration her feelings and why she decided to end things. He talks about how she ended things with him. Um, he says that at first he kind of wanted to just sweep it under the rug and not really you know believe it, but that ultimately it was real and she was really leaving and he had to accept that and he said it's really hard. He doesn't really want to date right now. He does say, though, that he could see them getting back together in 10 years. He's like, if she walked in the door right now and wanted to get back together, I would say no. Because, again, they're on this evolution journey together. However, he's like, in 10 years, I could see us getting back together. Like, I could actually see us working out. At that point, we will have grown. We will have gotten to be apart. We will have gotten to do life and all the life things that we need to do in between when we're ready to be back with each other. I think that's so sweet. You know, what do they say? When you love someone, let them go. If you're willing to let someone go and go on their evolution, go on their journey, do the damn thing, you know, try a few more dicks on for size and then bring it back. Like, and be like, listen, at the end of the day, if we end up back together, then you're still the one, still the one I run to. The only one I to is still, you're still the one, you know, sorry. Hopefully I'm not wrecking, wrecking your Monday morning, like Miley Cyrus naked on a wrecking ball. But listen, that's what you get on no filter. You're going to get me singing and you're going to get me, making dirty sex jokes. So it is what it is. Live with it. If you hate me, peace out. But I love you. Okay. So I think Schwartz is in a good phase in his life. Like he's learning. He learned how to fuck up a relationship. And now he's learning how to find himself and how to have a relationship with himself. And hopefully he'll be able to be a better partner so that in 10 years or later or sooner or whatever, maybe they can come back together and maybe they can work out and they'll be better versions of themselves for each other, you know? Sounds like he's learning a lot. Um, But he says that right now he's just looking for someone easy, 
someone easy like Sunday morning. He says that he's a really easygoing guy and he wants someone that can match that. Not someone that's easy to bang, but like someone that's just like smooth, chill, easy to, to, to just let our hair flap in the wind and walk around the house naked, you know, or in a muumuu, you know, he's doing the damn thing. So, and I think that that's good. Good for him. He thinks he knows what he wants. Obviously, he and Katie were very opposite. And now he has to try. He wants someone that's, you know, easy. Katie, I don't think was easy. And I don't think she would define herself as easy. I think, you know, she was high strung. She was very emotional. She was impulsive. And I think that's what made the relationship so exciting. I am curious what you guys think, though. Like, do you think that your partner should be an opposite? Or do you think your partner should be aligned with like who you are? Because they always say opposites attract, opposites attract. Okay, maybe opposites attract because there's something exciting there. But do opposites work out, I guess, is the real question. Um, So for those of you that are in a relationship currently or have been in long-term relationships, I'm actually curious, what do you think has worked best in your relationship? And what do you think has been the most challenging part of being in a relationship? I'm very curious. Uh, Leave a comment below if you're watching this on the YouTube or you can always, and a lot of you guys will DM me on Instagram and stuff, um, or leave it in an Apple review. That's always appreciated if you're listening on the podcast. And if you are watching this on YouTube, then don't forget to smash that like button, hit that bell notification button, subscribe to my vibe. Okay. Um, that was a really bad okay. Let me try that again. Okay. There we go. That was a little better. I felt like a bird in that one. I'm like a bird. I'm gonna fly away. I don't know where my home is. I don't know where I'm going. I'm like a bird. I wanna fly away. I don't know where my home is. Okay, so I posted on Instagram over the weekend. Um, because I know, listen, if you follow me on Instagram, my personal handle is at Just Plain Zach. Because no filter is like just like all the reality tea, you know, my opinions or commentary or recaps of stuff. And it's all specific to reality TV and the news and the tea and the stuff. Whereas on my personal account, like you get a little bit more of like behind the scenes and insight into me and my life and my personality. And I often dance naked in the shower. I'm just dancing on my own. And so I think a lot of people thought that those like, like I'm literally naked in the shower and I have the phone propped up and I have like a a shampoo bottle or a body wash like blocking the business. Um, It's a large shampoo or uh, body wash bottle. I just want to clarify. It is a very large bottle um, because you need to hide the large bits, right? So anyway, I digress. My point is I would post these videos or sometimes I would be dancing in my underwear or whatever. And I think people thought that I was like just trying to be thirsty. And I was like, hold up, wait a minute. Like, yes, I could be a thirsty bitch, but... I'm no Jill Zarin and I'm not, I'm not just posting this to be thirsty. And I was like, listen, I mean, I was very open and honest and vulnerable vulnerability. Brene Brown would be so proud, but I clarified that like, I don't post these videos. I love you guys, all of you, but I don't post these videos for anybody else more than I post them for myself. And I opened up about my, you know, because I, I know I've talked about like my eating disorders now that it came up on Real Houses Beverly Hills with Crystal or, or with Jackie in the past um, on Real Houses in New Jersey. And so I was like, listen, I post these videos because I'm owning my body. Even on the days I don't feel confident in my body, I'm owning it and I'm putting it out for the world to see because that's, you know, it's a reflection of me and it helps me gain confidence to be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to post my body and I'm going to 
show off what I look like, whether people think it's good or not, whether they think I'm toned or too skinny or too bony or too flappy or whatever it is, or bloated that day, whatever it is, I'm owning my body. So anytime I post those videos, it's a conscious effort, not just to get attention. Yes, I love attention. Sometimes I need lots of it. We're human. I am too. And so, but a lot of the times it really is to have that reflection of like, I'm owning who I am. I'm owning my body. I spent so many years hating my body and hiding my body and go in in the summers not getting in the pool because I just didn't want to take my shirt off because I was you know really overweight or I lost a lot of weight and I was really flabby and you know I just I didn't feel confident in my skin and today I can say I don't give a shit I feel confident in my skin I love the person that I am I love the person that I've become so even though I used to be embarrassed about dancing and I would never want to get on the dance floor now I dance all the time and I twerk and I know I can't twerk and I know I have no rhythm and I know I'm bad at dancing but I do it anyway because it brings joy to my life and people that see that and they like it whether you find it funny or amusing or entertaining Take it for what it is and enjoy it and let it bring joy. Or if not, then just keep on swiping through and be like, oh, my God, what is he doing? I'm pretty sure I have. I'm pretty sure my siblings are so embarrassed about me dancing naked in my apartment. My neighbors, I mean, I used to have because I do like little neighbor updates sometimes on on the Instagram, too. And when I first moved in here, we had one one bitch and she was always naked all the time. Just tits out. Just like always. I think she used to do like cam work or OnlyFans or whatever. She always like would have the laptop propped up and she'd be like, oh, look at my boobs. And so she was known as the naked neighbor and she lived here for a good like year and a half. And I'm very proud to say that I think I've become the new naked neighbor and people see everything. They see my ass. They see my bits. They see me in my underwear. They see me dancing. They see me crying. You know, when you live in downtown and you have floor to ceiling windows, humble, humble brag. But, um, you know, like, listen, we see everything. And there's like a mutual respect that we have for each other that we're not like peeping in. But like, listen, sometimes you'll be washing the dishes and you'll turn to the left and be like, oh, they're having sex. Okay. So. Listen, I'm the naked neighbor. But my point in bringing all this up is I wanted to say thank you guys for the really kind, sweet reaction to the Instagram reel that I posted where I showed, you know, kind of like my weight loss journey. And I also want to clarify that the video wasn't about my weight loss journey. It was about my journey of like accepting who I am on the outside and on the inside, because it also took me a long time to like be okay with just myself, you know, with my sexuality, with my personality, with my voice, with my cadence, with the way that I talk and, you know, gay voice that people, you know, or whatever, like, all of those things that make up who I am, it took me a long time to get to this place where there's just full, unapologetic acceptance. And I think sometimes that, you know, can trigger things in people and hopefully it doesn't trigger anything in you. And it, it brightens something in you and it, it hopefully encourages you to own your own life a little bit more, own your body, own your personality, the things that you don't like about yourself or the things that you can learn to love about yourself because I've been on all sides of the spectrum. I've been really overweight. I've been really underweight. I've, you know, done all the diets. I've done all the healthy shit. I've done all the unhealthy shit. And I am proud to say that I am where I am today and I'm very happy with the person that I am today and listen I also just want to clarify and say that I don't think I've been my best self lately and I want to kind of be honest you know I've always said that this podcast as much as we talk about the tea we also have real conversations right we're going through life together it's not just about you know like no filter is no filter completely right and so 
I want to say thank you for the really kind reaction. I do appreciate it. Um, but I also want to own some of my behavior lately because I know it hasn't been some of my best. And listen, we all go through moments in life and I've been going through a bit of a moment and I can't talk about it right now because I'm still going through a lot of it. Um, And I'll be able to talk about it eventually and I'll be honest with you guys. But right now I'm going through a moment. I know I've been a little more reactive and a little more impulsive. I've been popping off on people in some of our lives and on Twitter or in the DMs. And it's not okay because I don't think that that's a reflection of who I really am at the end of the day. It's hard sometimes, you know, when you get floods of negative comments or negative DMs to not react or to not have a very real human moment and tell someone to fuck off, you know, but That's not okay. We can't just be going around telling people to fuck off. Like, we need to use our fucks and our fuck offs very, you know, um, like we need to have a fuck basket, you know, and we need to be frugal about how we use them so that when we use them, it's a meaningful fuck off and not just like a fuck off to the world, you know? And I just want to say that I'm very grateful for you guys. You know me, you see me, and we always spill some good tea. And I'll be honest with you guys, I've had an interesting time lately and I've found myself slipping up a lot um, in the past couple months. And listen, I've been drinking so much lately to the point where I like just pass out on my couch or have been, sorry, have been drinking too much. And I was catching myself like just like getting so drunk that I just pass out on my couch every night. And one thing I always do, even on like those Liddy City nights where you go out, you have a good time, you come home, I would always wash my face and I always took out my contacts. Those were two things I always did before popping into bed. I didn't matter how tired or whatever it was. Those are two things I always did. And when you wake up at 3 a.m. and you realize, oh shit, I passed out and my eyes are all dry and my contacts are stale and hard and they hurt and my nice silk pillowcase is like slobbered and makeup, like it's not a cute look. And, you know, it's not what I wanted for myself and it's not a way that I want to be abusing my body. Um, Also this year, a lot of my old eating disorder behavior started to resurface and I was spending a lot of money on food and I was falling back into that cycle of binging and purging. And I've had a lot of this like anger that's just been built up in me. And, you know, I've been having a hard time releasing it appropriately. And now it's time that I own my shit and I'm honest and I'm open with you guys because there's accountability in that. I can't just share the good times of when, you know, I found peace that I've made with my body. Listen, I'm in a good place right now. I'm still struggling with just stuff. And I said one day I'll be able to open up about, you know, what's going on. But my point is I want to bring this up because I think a lot of people are struggling with things right now. Um, I'm not saying I have a substance abuse issue or, you know, or I've fully relapsed into my eating disorder. But You know, there are times in life where you really struggle and you have hard moments and it's easy to retreat into those things and it's easy to dip into those things and use those as an escape because you don't want to deal with yourself and that's not okay, you know, and I know that there has been a lot of that built up tension and anger. So there is a little more um, of a reason to like want to pop off on somebody like I was going on rants about like Ronald Richardson. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, that's not who I am. I'll throw a little shade. I can be a little shady. You know, I can, you know, throw a little 
a little shade here or there or whatever. But like, I'm not the bitch that's going to be fighting on the internet with people every day. I'm not the person. I was literally, I would go on Twitter. I'd wake up first thing in the morning and just look at all the mean things that people would write about me because people were like creating threads about me. And I'm just like, what am I doing? Like, I'm literally starting my day off on the wrong foot. Um, and, and that's not okay, you know? And now I'm in a better place and I'm getting myself back on track and I'm making sure that I'm making more mindful and conscious decisions. I wake up at 6 a.m., I meditate, I work out, I make my to-do list, I handle my shit. I'm not incorporating, or I'm, I'm now going to start incorporating um, an evening routine. Like, I'm ready to come back to me. I'm Lindsay Lohan and I'm coming back to me. I'm coming back to me, yeah, 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 me, yeah. But my point in bringing all of this up is to say thank you. Thank you for being by my side. Thank you for giving me purpose. Thank you for giving me a reason to show up every day. Thank you for lifting me up and sending love, you know, just as much as I know I like to focus on the negative comments that I've gotten lately. I also need to be focused more on the good comments, and I appreciate them. You know, when you send me nice, sweet messages, they mean a lot, and I you, I usually respond to everybody. Um, I'm no longer responding to the negativity. Like, that does not even need my attention anymore. But thank you for checking me when I need to be checked, because some of you will check me. Trust me, I read all the comments, and, and I see the, the podcast reviews of people calling me out for popping off too much on the Instagram lives. And that's not me. I'm not the bitch that is, you know, I'm not Katie Maloney rage texting, you know, all the time. When people are aggressive or they have that type of energy, it's usually because there's something inward that they need to let out. And so they let it out in these different ways. And I'm owning my shit and acknowledging that I haven't been the best about doing that. But I'm in a better, you know, headspace right now. And today I woke up and I'm choosing happiness and I'm choosing joy. And that's a choice that has to be made every day. But it is a choice, you know, despite the circumstances And listen, there's a lot of good going on in my life right now. You know, I can confidently say I think things career-wise are really picking up. Hopefully, I have something really exciting to announce for you guys very soon. Um, The podcast is popping. The YouTube is popping. The numbers, the followers, the analytics, they're all continuing to grow month after month, which is incredible because I remember the stagnant numbers before. And I remember struggling and wanting to quit and not wanting to do this and wanting to throw in the towel and trying to figure out, What is my career going to look like when, you know, and now I can confidently say I worked my ass off to get to the the point that I'm at now, and I'm not going to throw in the towel now, and I'm not going to fuck it all up now, and I'm not going to burn it all to the ground because I'm going through some shit, you know? So to more lighthearted content that we can all laugh about, you know, the world is heavy enough. The last thing we need to be putting out is any more negativity. But like I said, we can all wake up every day. I think it's important to be grateful And I think it's important to choose joy and choose happiness and to look at the positive versus looking at the negative because the more we look at the negative, the more we continue to attract that or just allow that negativity to grow within our lives. Even if you don't believe in like the law of attraction, if all you're doing is focusing on the negative, then that's all you're seeing and you're clouding your judgment to not look at the positive. And there's a lot of good in my life. Career-wise, I'm doing really well. And, you know, there was also a, a situation this year that kind of, also opened me up in a new way. I'm choosing to focus on the good things from this year. They opened me up in a new way. You know, someone started to put a smile on my face and I'm excited to see where and how that develops. If it ever, if, if not ever, but like if it develop, like where that's going to go. Um, yeah. So I think 
there's a lot of good and there's a lot of gratitude here. And now I'm just rambling, but I love you guys. I appreciate you. And I hope you are having a wonderful Monday. And I hope right now you're really thinking about three things that you're grateful for and maybe two things or maybe one. If you need to bring it down to one thing that you're grateful for and one thing that can bring you joy in this moment, even if it's just another sip of coffee or a sip of water, whatever it is, you know, a good little kiki with the bestie, whatever that brings you. Hopefully you focus on that and you find the joy in every day and you live your life unapologetic like the bad bitch that you are. Oh, thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me. You can give me a follow at Just Plain Zach or you can follow the show at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram or you can join our private Facebook group. The link is in the description below. If you want to shop Bravo Beauty or Bravo Book Club, you can go on Amazon. Amazon storefront is amazon.com slash shop slash Zach Peter, Z-A-C-K-P-E-T-E-R. Stock up on some no-filter wine at nofilterwine.com. And merch is available at justplainzach.com slash shop. I'm wearing my Zach Pack official university sweater right now, so you can shop all of that. New merch items dropped last last month so you can check those out like i'm disengaging hats or no low budget tea mugs head over to justplainzack.com slash shop all right guys i love you i appreciate you have a wonderful week i'll talk to you for book club on tuesday and new podcast episode this wednesday all right love you mean it bye Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So... At four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable. It's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash prenatal.